Hey everyone, this is the Written by Lauren podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and today we're reading chapter 13 from my series called Searching. Before listening to this episode, if you haven't heard the previous chapters in the series, then be sure to listen to those before listening to this week's episode. Chapter 13 Zoe looked over at Brian, who met her gaze. Zoe cleared her throat and spoke to Emerald. We just wanted to talk. Emerald squinted her eyes at the pair, unconvinced. Oh, is that all? Are you sure you didn't want to call me names or say nasty things about my family? Zoe shook her head. What? No, I just want to know about your life. From your perspective. The girl did not believe her. I doubt that, Zoe. I'm sure you've read all the books on my life, right after you found out you moved into my house. Emerald looked over at Brian. And you? What do you want from me? Brian sits up. He clears his throat. I just wanted to support my friend. He looks over and motions towards Zoe. Emerald interrupts him. Are you going to tell me that you don't know my story? Haven't read the books they wrote about me and my family? Brian shook his head. No, I won't lie to you. I have read the books. Most of the kids here have. So I know what they have said about you and your family, but just like Zoe said, you're the best person to tell us what actually happened. Zoe chimed in before Emerald could protest once more. I don't care what everyone else thinks. You should be able to tell your story, and I don't think you've had the chance. I just want to offer you that choice. Emerald lightened up a bit. What does it matter if two people know the truth, when the rest of the world sees me as a monster? She raised her nose a bit. Zoe smiled gently at her. That's two more people that will understand and hear what you have to say. Emerald looked between the two. Her voice was softer now. Why do you even care? Zoe stood up and Emerald backed up as if she was ready to bolt if Zoe tried to get too close. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I just wanted to say that I care because I live in your house. And it seems that you still live here as well, and if we're going to share this place, I figured it'd be nice to get to know each other. Besides... I'm not sure you've ever gotten the ability to share your side of the story. Emerald entertained the idea. Well, you're right. No one ever cared to hear my side. They wouldn't listen when we tried to tell them. They never believed us. If they had, then it wouldn't have ended how it did. Zoe nodded her head. She tried to understand the pain that she must be going through, and possibly still went through now. Zoe spoke. You can tell us. We will listen. We want to know your story. Zoe, slowly, not to startle Emerald again, walked over to the couch that Brian occupied and sat next to him. She motioned for the seat she had just emptied. You can tell us now if you want. Brian agreed. Yeah, we don't have anywhere else to be. Zoe shot him a look. He put his hands up. No disrespect. Just saying. We have time. Emerald walked over to the chair and sat. She didn't seem upset about Brian's comment. She straightened her dress and sat up straight. Her posture was perfect. Zoe and Brian both waited patiently for her to begin. They didn't want to rush her and make her feel uncomfortable. Emerald took a deep breath and then let it out. What would you like to know? Zoe spoke first. I guess the first thing is, why are you still here? Have you chosen to stay? I'm sorry if that sounds rude. I honestly don't mean it that way. I'm just not really sure how it all works. Emerald looked her dead in the eye when she said her next line. You mean dying? Brian looked over at Zoe quickly as her mouth opened and then closed, and then opened and then closed once more. 
She didn't know how to respond to that statement. It was true. That is what she meant. But hearing it so blatantly like that was a little shocking. Emerald smiled. The first time she had smiled since arriving. It's okay. I wouldn't understand it either if I was still alive. Frankly, I can't say I really understand it either. And I've been dead a long time. Both friends listened intently to every word she spoke. She continued, I don't know why I stayed and my parents didn't. I assumed it was maybe because I had done something wrong. You know, maybe I hadn't earned my way into heaven or even hell. I also thought that maybe this was hell. Emerald's eyes drifted down to a spot somewhere near the fireplace, and then down to where the fire would be burning, that they placed some logs in it to warm them up. Zoe and Brian didn't say anything for a while, giving her time to think about what she had wanted to say next. After a long few moments, Zoe spoke. Are you okay, Emerald? What are you thinking about? Emerald looked up at both of them, as if she had forgotten they had just been having a conversation. Oh, you can call me Emmy. It's what my mother used to call me. She smiled again, as if reliving an old memory that had just surfaced again. I was just thinking about my mother, and how kind she was, all the time. Although, it wasn't always like that. Her smile faded, and she looked sad. I do remember when she was scared. I hated when she was scared because I was scared too, but there was nothing we could do about it. Brian had been quiet. He had wanted to hear what Emmy had to say, as he had read and been taught a history that had not painted her as a very nice or good person. He swallowed. Was your dad cruel? Emmy looked at Brian. She studied his face before answering. Did they tell you we were lying in those books they wrote about us? Brian stole a glance at Zoe, then turned his attention back to Emmy. They said you and your mom lied about your dad, so that you could get sympathy, and that he, well, that he was a good man, and he trailed off. He didn't know how to say the rest, not with Emmy sitting right in front of him. And clearly, what he had been taught and told was not her reality. Emmy stood and walked over to the window. She was standing on one side and peered out. She was quiet for a while. She closed her eyes. She was clearly in pain. She turned and leaned her back against the wall. This? This was the window I was looking out of. When the townspeople came to my house in protest of my father's death, Emmy was struggling to tell this portion of the story. The whole town came. They all turned on us really quick. But I guess they were never really on our side. My dad had this whole town believing anything he wanted them to. They loved him. Emmy looked down at her hands. Zoe and Brian had let her talk. This was probably the only time she'd ever gotten to talk about what had happened to her without being judged, or told she was a liar. They wanted to be those people she could open up to, and talk to. She should be able to speak her truth, and to be believed, and not told she was a liar. Emmy looked up at Brian and Zoe. Their faces showed the compassion they had for her, and the eagerness to let her share her life with them. They were looking at her as if she was a person, a living, breathing person whose opinions, ideas, thoughts, and feelings mattered. She couldn't remember the last time she had been treated as if she were alive. She continued speaking. She trusted these two. When the town came, my mother tried to get us to go out the back door. But when we got there, people were already there. So we went into the hall closet hoping they would go away. But if they didn't, that they wouldn't find us. Emmy shook her head. But they did find us. 
and I was so scared. I can still hear my mother's screams as they dragged her out by her feet. I tried to hold on to her hands, but all those people pulling her was too much. They grabbed me out next, and I tried to struggle, but it was no use. Zoe spoke quietly. I'm so sorry that happened to you. They didn't tell us this part in school, Brian said. Emmy continued. But they told you the next part, I'm sure. They marched us into the middle of town and tied us to two large pieces of wood. We were next to each other, and I remember looking at my mother and crying, and telling her how scared I was. But those people didn't care. They yelled at us, threw things, called us liars and names. They called us witches and Satan worshippers, and said we deserved a slow, painful death, and that we would burn in hell for all of eternity. They hated us, and they knew nothing about us, but only because they wouldn't listen. Emmy was getting worked up now. Zoe and Brian could see the change in her attitude and appearance. She was getting physically angry as she retold the story of all the horrendous things this town had done to her. Zoe wondered how anyone could be so cruel, but she was also curious about what had led the town to want to punish them in such a way. She wouldn't ask. Not today, anyway. Talking about her last hours on this earth must have been hard, especially since the way she had gone was so traumatic. Brian spoke next. They made it sound so different in school. I know being burned was probably really bad, but I guess just reading the censored version is just so different than hearing about it from someone who experienced it. I'm sorry for not understanding before now. Zoe was confused. Her face showed it all. Wait. You were burned alive? Emmy seemed a little annoyed. But not at Zoe or Brian. Yes. They set fire to both my mother and me and watched us scream in pain as they cheered while our skin boiled and their nostrils filled with the stench of burning flesh. Zoe scooted to the edge of her seat. So you were trying to contact me since I've moved in. Emmy looked confused. You were the one who tried contacting me. Zoe nodded. Yes, I know, but I only tried because I kept hearing things and I saw this vision, I guess, when I was painting in my room. It was your face, and there was fire, and you were screaming, and I thought you were calling me, trying to get my attention because you were wanting my help. Emmy shook her head slowly. I never tried to contact you. Not on purpose, anyway. Zoe sat back on the couch and wondered why she had experienced those things, and felt so strongly that Emmy had been wanting her help, when she was standing right in front of her now saying she hadn't been reaching out to her for help. I was so sure that you were asking for help. I... I Felt it so strongly in my gut. But if you weren't trying to get my attention, then why was I starting to see you? Emmy shrugged. I'm not sure. I know I can allow people to see me, or hear me if I want, but I wasn't trying to let you see me. It did kind of make me feel weird that you could hear and see me, but I knew you were reading those books, so I thought maybe there were some kind of secrets you uncovered about seeing the dead. I was a little curious, but I wasn't trying at all. That's so strange. I've never seen a ghost in my life, until I moved here, of course. Emmy responded, I don't know how I feel about the fact you can see or hear me when I'm not allowing you to. It's never happened to me before. Zoe was apologetic. I'm sorry, I only pushed because, like I said, I thought you wanted my help. But I am glad to meet and talk to you finally, either way. Emmy smiled a little. You are? Zoe returned the smile. Yeah, of course. Brian chimed in. And I'm happy to finally know the truth. 
Zoe suddenly remembered her encounter from last night, and her weird dream, followed by waking up to a creepily gloomy day. Oh, is there some kind of dark spirit or entity here? I had a very odd experience last night, and the most unsettling dream as well. Amy looks a little uncomfortable at this mention of darkness. She shifted. You feel it too? Brian's eyes widened at her confirmation. Zoe swallowed. I thought I had sent it away last night when I told it to leave, but then when I woke up, I felt like I had maybe made it worse. Amy nodded. It comes and goes, but I try to stay away from it. Brian raised his eyebrows. So what is it then? Emmy shrugged. I don't know. I mean, I have an idea of what it is, but I don't like how it makes me feel, so I try not to engage or be around at the same time that it is. Brian pressed on. What do you think it is? Emmy looked at them both for a moment before responding. I think that it's my father. Zoe and Brian were both shocked at this news. You think his ghost is here? Zoe questioned. No, I don't think he's a ghost like me. I think it has something to do with his energy. All his bad deeds and negativity, and all the terrible things he did to my mother and me. I think that's what's left. Not him. I think he's gone. But the impact and the toxic environment that he left behind is here. Brian blinked. He looked around the room as if looking for any sign of this negative energy that might be lurking around. Zoe was quiet while she digested this new piece of information. Zoe had a thought. I'm not sure what your dad put you through, but if it was bad enough to stick around in this house, I'm so sorry. It seems like you still can't get peace, even after both your deaths. Do you mind telling that story? Before Emmy could even answer, the air in the room turned chillingly cold. Zoe and Brian shuddered and looked around. Brian stood up. What the hell is going on? Zoe stood next. Something's happening. Emmy floated up into the air. He's coming. You need to leave. Get out. Get out now. Her last line was louder and demanding. She floated up into the ceiling, disappearing. Brian grabbed Zoe's arm. Let's go. Zoe followed and let Brian hold onto her arm as they ran through the hall and down the stairs, yanking open the front doors and running to the sidewalk outside the house. They bent over, trying to catch their breath. Zoe turned and looked at the house. In this moment, it definitely looked spooky and haunted. Brian had turned to look at the house as well. So what now? You can't be in your house? Zoe's eyes searched the house for any sign of the negative energy, if she was even able to see it. I have no idea, but I don't think we should go back in right now. I have no idea what's in there, or what it could do to us. Alright everyone, that's it for today's episode. Come back next week for another installment of Searching. And in the meantime, if you want to reach out, maybe ask me a question about the series or the podcast in general, you can find me on Instagram at writtenbylauren underscore podcast. And I'm sure, as you've probably noticed, I've moved my upload date from Friday to Monday. But I always update my Instagram on what I'm doing or my upload status. So be sure to follow me there and you'll get all the updates you need. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode. See you guys next week.